Brotherhood, multiplication, restoration. We are Sin Network. We're a family, planning churches together. Join us as we hear from leaders of this movement from across North America and discover what it really takes to plant churches everywhere for everyone. What is up, Sin Network? I am here. I have a very special guest today. I am here with River Parton. And she is our spousal development specialist. You know, how does it feel to be a specialist? Is that, you know, <laughs> well, you I'm, pretty, I'm pretty new to the role, so I don't feel like I'm a specialist at much of anything, but. Okay, <laughs> so good. for us in network audience, when you talk about you're new to the role, um, explain to them. Like, yeah, so I just started working um, for NAM in April and am working with church planters' wives, mostly focused on the Midwest, but all over um, the United States and Canada. Okay, so you're a COVID hire. That's right. Yes, in the, you, you got in just in the, in the nick of time, um, you know, specifically because, I mean, this has been some very turbulent times. I mean, this, there's a lot going on, a lot of things taking place. And what I love about you is that you are um in the in the soul care profession you are a licensed professional counselor you know and that is in, in your how can i say your former life i mean in, in your past profession you know and so how did how do you bring and work that in and, and how do you see that that will hit um connect with what we're doing with sin network your rolling sin network yeah. Well, we one of our things we really believe in the Sin Network is healthy church planting couples plant healthy churches, and we want to plant healthy churches. And so we really want to be about coming alongside planters and their wives and their families and really making sure that they're healthy and giving out of an overflow. So, yeah, and you and your, you and your husband planted Neighborhood Church in Kansas City. So how long have you guys been going? Three and a half years. So we've been having services for about three and a half years. Yeah, three and a half years. So how has the, the COVID-19, the pandemic, how has that impacted you guys as a church? Yeah, I mean, like it has everyone, we're not having gatherings. Um, what's unique for us, well, it's not very unique for church planters, but we meet in a school and our school district has already said no meetings <laughs> until uh, at least through August. And so we're um, continuing to meet online and just praying and, and asking the Lord for wisdom and what that might look like and having some home gatherings. Do we gather outside somewhere? Those kinds of things. So yeah. lots of questions. <laughs> yeah, I mean, people that are meeting in schools, that, that is going to be a hard impact for a lot of people meeting in schools. And so I know that kind of wrestling through those things has is, is got to be hard. One of the things that I was even thinking about was specifically you know, like it'd be one thing for us to just have the pandemic, but that's not it alone. There's been so many other factors, so many other things. I saw one meme of talking about like, we need to apologize for being disgruntled about 2019, you know, <laughs> with, with 2020 coming on. And that's so real because it's the reality has been like 2020 has been hard. And, and it was just like, I, I was looking at the news the other day and just looking at like, um, a 17-year-old bug or something that has been underground for like 17 years decided to come out no. in 2020. No. <laughs> and it's like, of course, of course. Like, I reject that. No. You reject that? So, but I'm just saying like something that has been underground for 17 years has decided to pop up, oh. you know. And what they said is, you know, it's harmless. But again, besides it's, a, it's the noises that they make and all that. But it's just really amazing what 2020 would bring 
So, yeah, I mean, this is one of those things, but we're in it. We are in it. And, you know, thank God that we serve a God who's still in control. He hasn't lost, he hasn't lost control of everything. That's right. Yeah. Well, River, I would love to talk to you about just, you know, soul care. I would love to talk to you about everything, and specifically soul care in the midst of turbulent times. Because the reality is, is that this has been, this pandemic has really hit us all hard. By the way, for us in Georgia, it's been since March 14th. That's, I, that's kind of the day that I kind of hit because that's the day when we are all forced to become homeschool parents. We were yeah. all forced to like go home, all those things. And so since that time, but since March 14th, we have been exposed to the Ahmaud Arbery. We have been, we have seen the death of one of our pastors, Darren Patrick. We have seen Robbie Zacharias come with, uh, come down. I mean, with with yeah. cancer, we have seen so many different things. And now e- even recently, we have seen, I don't know if you saw about the, the woman in the park and with, you know, mm-hmm. as, you know, as a black man and, you know, yeah. what's going on with there, then you, so it's just kind of like all the different things that happened. George Floyd just happened in Minneapolis. So it's just like all of these things taking place and that, you know, even though these may not be hitting in our specific neighborhoods and our cities, but they are, they bring about trauma. They bring about like different types of impacts with so many different things. How is it pastoring, you know, um, a flock and guiding a flock in these type of turbulent times? Yeah, you're so right, Dahadi. There's so much. I mean, we could, you just listed a lot. All of that's overwhelming. And we have all the particulars of our own context. And it's just, it's so much. And, you know, I think it's important for us to remember that we're fundamentally receivers. We were created to receive. And when all, this is what's all around us, it is a lot. It's a lot. And it's overwhelming. And I've, I've been so encouraged and keep reminding. I've put it on post-it notes in several places in Matthew where Jesus says, come to me all who are who labor and are heavy laden. I think every church planter, every pastor, every pastor's family can say, I'm there. We're, we're, we're laboring and we're heavy laden. And then Jesus says, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I'm gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think that rest for our souls is what we're actually really craving during this season. I think, you know, the world has has come alongside of this thought of like, we aren't God and we can't do everything. And the self-care movement started in the West. And there's been some really really helpful tips and suggestions that have come out of the self-care movement. I think the the best thing out of the self-care movement is to say we can't do it all on our own, that we need we need to be refilled. And I think for us as Christians, we know that that is turning turning to God, that we have to be filled from him in order to to give to others. Yeah, I think that that is that's really huge. This is past Sunday I taught at our church just the idea of in turbulent times are in like times of crisis kind of the author of hebrews giving the congregation a warning and that warning was you know that we see in hebrews chapter 10 19 to 24 after he talks about having such a great high priest and as you were talking about this high priest calls us to he says like i'm concerned cast your cares upon me because i care for you but then what's also interesting about that is that in there he kind of gives us three principles and those three principles that he told us in there he was like one we are to draw near, draw mm-hmm. near to God. Second, he says that we are to hold on, keep practicing the disciplines that God has. Mm-hmm. And then the third one is that we are to watch out. 
you know, mm. watch out for one another. And, you know, and that's just like, that's, that's really critical for us as we think about like turbulent times. So, you know, being able to do those mm. things, you know, because the reality is, is that you cannot give what you do not have, that's you know, right. and those pastors planning couples, it is really critical for us to make sure that we are pouring into ourselves and we are spending time so that we can give out, right? And I think that's why I love the idea of drawing near, you know, holding on and watching out, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like, and, and those are times like in times of turbulence, in times like the COVID-19 pandemics. So yeah. what, what are some ways that you and your husband um, have been practicing or what are some like thoughts that you have when it comes to soul care, you know, yeah. in times of pandemics? Yeah. One question that I have to ask myself pretty often is, am I seeking distraction or am I actually seeking care for my rest for my soul? Because we can, we have a lot of options for distraction. You know, um, I can't get a manicure right now, but that used to be my go-to distraction was like, I'm gonna get my nails done. It's gonna make me feel better for a couple hours, maybe a day. Right. Um, but True soul care has a lasting effect of rest on our soul. And it's really looking past the moment towards the future. And so it's kind of caring for your future self. I don't know if you've seen any funny memes about that, but you know, thank you past self for doing the dishes last night or whatever. So a few practical tips I would give would be some of these are not always our favorite things, but they actually really care for our souls. The first would be exercise. Um, and some of you love exercise. Some of us don't, but the I was research- like, that is not caring for me. I, like I, I, cause I worked out, I mean, I try to work out on a consistent basis, but I'm like, I dread it all the time. Yeah. But, but it's one of those things that you do feel better after, after like that's every right. single time I drudge yeah. doing it, but I always feel better after. So that, yeah, that's great. Yeah. And there's a lot of research. I mean, there's scientific research that shows exercise is as an effective treatment for low levels of depression and anxiety as medication. Mm. I mean, so there is, there's chemical things happening in our brains, high intensity releases, high intensity exercise actually releases endorphins. Um, So there's just a lot of great things um, from exercise. Actually low intensity exercise sustained over time um, creates new nerve cells and growth in our brain. So this neuroplasticity concept, uh, concept of our brain actually growing happens with low intensity exercise sustained over time. And so we're not saying you have to get out and be a CrossFitter, although I know a lot of, a lot of our folks really love that, but, but just do something consistently over time can really care for your soul. The next tip I would give would be, and this again is not a popular one, sleep, <laughs> um, the, the CDC actually has said sleep is a public health problem that in the West, we do not get enough sleep for our bodies. So, um, yeah. that's another one would be try to try to get good sleep, try to exercise. I need you to come tell this to my children. <laughs> There's like, neither one do they want to do either one of them. They don't want to work out and they don't want, they don't want to go to bed. So yeah, but I yeah. think it is so, it is so critical. I mean, I think the older you get, the more and more you begin to just like really appreciate that. And I really do think that that's really important and that's you kind of, you know, I like, the, I like the word attention, right? Mm-hmm. It's when, we, when we are tending to ourselves. That's you know, right. And, that, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever read the book, How Full Is Your Bucket? But it's a great book that just talks about every interaction and every conversation that you have that is one or two things. You're either um, pouring into someone 
are, you know, being poured into our, you know, and being poured into. And so in that, I think what's interesting is that they, they talk about the more that we pour in the people, the more we got to be poured into, you yeah. know, and it's so critical. It's sort of like that old, you know, the airplane analogy, right? Mm -hmm. Like whenever, you know, if, if the temperature goes down or we lose air pressure, first put the mask on yourself before trying to put it on your child. Because that's, that's right. a critical thing for us to do as it relates to this, you know. Yeah. And so like times of need. I love what you're saying is that being able to differentiate between kind of what are your motives for the soul care? Because mm -hmm. like you can sometimes go into self-preservation mode, right? Yeah. And, you know, and, and, when, and, and lose our identity as believers in Christ. You know, mm -hmm. that is, and so, so how do you balance that tension between simply going into the difference between soul care and self-preservation? Mm -hmm. Yeah, the biggest difference I would say is like you said, asking about what your motives are. And we're, we're gonna need to distract ourselves sometimes. I'm not saying watching a, you know, a Netflix show isn't a good idea every once in a while or get, getting manicure, doing a little shopping. I'm all about that stuff. My, my question needs to come, am I relying on those things for fulfillment? So that's the big distinction for me. Am I relying on those things for fulfillment? Or am I, like you, like you said earlier, am I abiding? Am I drawing near? Am I taking care for the future? So that's the big distinction for me. I love your third tip that you gave. Was it watch, watch out or take care? Yeah. So, yeah. And a, a couple tips for that for church planting couples or people in ministry um, in general is pay attention. Look for signs of burnout in one another's life. A couple of those might be weariness, withdrawal. And a big indicator for me, something that used to bring me joy has now become like I'm bitter about it. You know, I'll give you a good example that every church planter can probably relate to is in the beginning, you used to love to have people in your home. And then there came a point where you were like, if those people come over here and mess up my house one more time, I'm going to lose yes. it. So what used to be a joy has become, you know, bitterness and anger. And so asking that question and letting yourself know, Hey, we need to step back a little and care for ourselves. You know, I think that that's really good because like for me, one of the indicators for me, because I'm an, I would consider myself more of an extrovert than introvert. But whenever I get to the point where I'm like, I start imagining and dreaming about getting away on a retreat by right. myself just to write and all that, I was like, okay, there's something going on inside of me that I need to tend to, you know, right. that, that, I'm, that I've been pouring out and I need to, you know, be able to show up in that way. And so, yeah, so I think that if, if you're sensitive to that, then I think it's really, really important mm -hmm. um, to to pay attention to those things and not just kind of continue that, that I've been pouring out and I need to, you know, be able to show up in that way. And so, yeah, so I think that if, if you're sensitive to that, then I think it's really, really important um, mm -hmm. to, to pay attention to those things and not just kind of continue just to, to push through, push through, sacrifice, you know, in, in, that, in that regard. So I think that's really good. Yeah. And the other thing is we often need an invitation from someone close in our life. Mm -hmm. You know, I know for women in particular, we need an invitation from our husbands a lot of times or some, a close friend to say, Hey, do you need to get away? How can I help that happen for you? 
what does that look like? What, what could I do to make that possible? Can I take care of your kids? Can I take this work thing off of your plate? You know, so, so helping one another by inviting one another to care for our souls, you know, that's really countercultural. <laughs> and that's, and you know, that's really what's, you know, again, is important to me about that passage in Hebrews where it tells us to draw near to keep drawing near to God in times of crisis. It tells us to keep holding on to the, to the confession of our faith, but then it talks about to watch out for one another, you know, and it, it, but in the word it talks about watching out and it says literally irritate one another to loving and good deeds, you know, and I think that that idea of irritating one another means like, hey, and I think soul care is a part of that. This is being able to love yourself, you know, and that's what the Bible tells us. It says, love one another as much as you love yourself, right? As you love yourself. And I think that is a reality that we have to understand is that the reason why we fill up, the reason why we care is so that we will have more to give. And that's if right. We, and if we don't have, and if we're not taking care of ourselves, we can, we will have less and less to give. And what we'll, we'll start doing is that we'll operate out of, out of the fumes and out of exhaustion and out of yeah. this down roads that we don't really want to go down. That's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. So in your role, I mean, you do a big part um, for us in Sin Network and just really caring for um, spouses, caring for planning couples um, all across North America. You know, what are some ways, specifically in the midst of this pandemic, that you guys are wanting to continue to do that? Like, what are some things as, as a network that you are caring for our planning couples? Yeah, we have um, worked diligently over the last couple of months, really contacting all of our planting wives um, through phone calls, handwritten cards. Our team has written, you know, over 700 handwritten cards, just letting our planting spouses know how much, how thankful we are for the the incredible burdens they're carrying and the amount of people that they're shepherding. But also um, we want our planting spouses to know that we're available to listen, to not try to fix their problems, but to just listen and be a safe place for them. We're working on building our online community and our, in our social network groups. Um, a lot of things like that. Yeah. So I was, that's what I was going to ask. Is there a certain place that people can come to right now? Or is there a certain, like if I am a planning couple or a spouse and was like, man, I need something. I need care right now. And I don't know where to go. Where, where would you point them to? Yeah. So um, if you go to the Sin Network um, or, uh, website, there's a section on there about, about planting spouses and you can find some articles and blogs and a lot of our contact information. The other place is we have a Facebook group and it's called um, NAM Spouse uh, NAM, this is great. I don't know what it's called. NAM um, Spouse Development. That's what okay. it's called. The North American Mission Board Spouse Development page. Um, and also you can reach out to me or Jackie Taylor or Kathy Litton at any time. We'd love to serve you in any way possible. Yeah, I really love our team. I think our team is really, and if you are um, a planning couple out there and you are struggling with it, like we understand no planning couple plants alone, you know, and that's really something that we want to make sure that we are continuing to impress in you. And so if you need help, please, please, please come. Mm -hmm. You know, if you need prayer, please let us know. I like the Facebook page, the, you know, the, all the different resources that, they, that we put online for you. We want to hear from you. We want to pray from you specifically. And so let us know. River, what have been some of the things that you have been hearing? you know, in these last couple of minutes, like as you've been reaching out to spouses, what are some common themes that you've been yeah. hearing? 
One of our most common things we hear from planting women is my husband has so much on his plate and I don't want to be a squeaky wheel. I don't want to, I don't want to need something else from him, you know? And so really for our our planters, that's something that you need to be aware of that she is so keenly aware of the load that you're carrying and she wants to support you in every way possible. And so we, we need our planting men to obviously then in return say, Hey, you're my, actually my first ministry and my best thing that I can invest in. So that we hear that one a lot. And that as, as a planting wife, I totally get that. We, we know better than anyone else, the millions of voices and things pulling at our husbands. And it it is hard to ask for what we need sometimes. No, I think that's really good. And And I just want to encourage you planters out there that this is something that you have to do. This is something that I have done in my um, family that I'm doing on a consistent basis. And I'm literally like, I pencil in, a, a, not pencil, I put it in ink, a time with my wife um, every single day. One, it forces me to shut off the day. And it's a time that we are, it's literally, it's a meeting on my calendar where I'm going in and we'll have time and I'll, and we'll spend some time together. So it may be the first 15 or and sometimes even 30 minutes. Like we'll read a chapter in a book or a couple of pages in a book. And it'll just allow us to kind of ease in into our day. The other thing that I, I've been doing and we've been doing for a while, we have a date night once a week still. We have a date day once a week still. So two times we have intentional times that we are spending time that we're telling, we're even telling the kids like, because sometimes obviously with COVID, we're not able to go. So we've been saying, hey kids, this is mommy and daddy time. Do not bother us in mommy and daddy time. You know, yeah. and creating those disciplines because I think the best thing that we can even do for our children is give them a healthy marriage. The right. best thing that we can do for our churches is to give them a healthy marriage. So I just really want to encourage you that this is something that you got to prioritize and you can't wait till kind of organically do this because right. it will, it will, everything else will crowd it out. You have to discipline yourself. So I want to really encourage you as um, planning couples to make sure that you are putting the time in on the front end. And so every Sunday, my wife and I, we sat down and we, we write out the, the week you know, and we say, here's the times we are going to meet. And these are the non-flexible times that we're mm-hmm. going to do because you we always give ourselves grace with that. And that'll be the one thing that will suffer. So I just really want to encourage you guys and just really affirm you, um, River, um, Rivers, for everything that you guys are bringing, what you guys are, you know, doing. And, you know, and I just want to encourage you guys as uh, planning couples to like in these turbulent times, continue to take care of your souls because it is critical for mm-hmm. us you know, to do that. Rivers, any parting words for us, words of wisdom, anything that you want to um, encourage us as, as we continue to take care of our souls in the midst of turbulent times? Um, we can end with this. Um, you know, Moses told the Israelites in Deuteronomy, take care and keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things that your eyes have seen. And so just like Dahadi's been saying, the reason we care for our souls is so that we can remember the testimony that God's given us and share it with those around us that are far from God. Amen. Thank you, Rivers. This has been a great time. I hope that you guys are encouraged. I have been edified in, you know, and we pray that God will be glorified because of the you taking care of your soul. You cannot give what you do not have. You have to take care of your soul in the midst of turbulent times. All right? God bless you guys. 
You have been listening to We Are Sin Network, a resource of the North American Mission Movement. For more information about today's podcast and other relevant resources, visit sendnetwork.com.